Good morning, Northern Kentucky, and thanks for listening to Link NKY's Sunday Story Podcast. My name is Megan Goth. I'm the managing editor here at Link, and I'm here with Noah Jones, who reported on how companies are finding creative ways to fill workforce shortages in Northern Kentucky. Thanks for joining us, Noah. Yeah, hey, Megan. It's really fun to be here. Let's start out by just talk a little bit about what companies in the Northern Kentucky area are, uh, what they're doing to fill workforce shortages that maybe they haven't done in the past. So... I have spoken with a lot of different companies. Most of them are blue-collar jobs. And what's interesting is that a lot of those careers are finding that the people that currently have those jobs are what they're calling aging out or what I would call retiring. So they're having a little bit of trouble at the moment finding replacements for those people who are doing trades such as driving a truck uh, for delivery or trash pickup or cycling pickup or plumbers or, or HVAC workers. And so what they're doing, the creative part that I think is actually really interesting is that instead of waiting for them to go to trade school to learn how to do this is they're hiring them, they're paying them to learn how to do it, and then they are keeping them on board as professionals who are able to go in and help other people as certified technicians, which is really, really a fascinating and incredibly cool trend called upskilling. Okay. So what do you think led to this trend in our area? Yeah, so I spoke with this woman named Lauren Allhands, the director of the Kentucky Career Center, who basically told me that the workforce currently is poised for a crisis, which is a really interesting way to phrase it based off of the number of people who are retiring and aren't being able to fill the positions. What I think that has also happened is since the pandemic, a lot of people have really decided that it's more fun to work on your couch and not go into work. So working from home is definitely a new factor that I think people weren't quite ready for in these blue-collar jobs. But I also think that as someone who graduated high school in 2011, no one ever talked to me about jobs as a trade. So I college was the only thing that I was prepared to. I think that but now we are really starting to realize how much of an issue that was going forward as people are no longer going to go into jobs to be, you know, even carpenters and, and other types of tradespeople. Well, and when you're talking about salaries, you know, I graduated from high school a lot longer before a lot, whatever, I'm old. But, you know, the, the idea was the only way to make decent money and to earn a good living and buy a house and blah, 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 was to, you know, go to college. And so... How is the pay for these jobs comparing to, you know, other sorts of jobs that you might need to go to college for? Right. So I think that unfortunately, it was sort of this this white lie, if you will, that you had to go to college to earn a good degree, because really when you go to college, especially nowadays, what you're really earning is student debt. And I think that's the biggest difference that I have found with these blue collar jobs. The Kentucky Career Center was telling me that you can go in and spend four weeks, four to four to six weeks, really training to learn how to do something. And then you have your certificate to be able to do it. And then you're earning 50 to $60,000 a year. And you don't have any student debt. And that's more than I've made since I've since I've become a, a person with a bachelor's degree in journalism. So I was definitely kicking myself a little bit when I heard that. But I think it's really important that these aren't just viable jobs. They are jobs that the world is dependent on. I mean, imagine if you didn't have, have trash pickup, what would you do with it? It would just, you know, we'd be back to the medieval ages. So I really feel like these are jobs that should be paid high amounts of money because they are they are very important to our community. And you can support a family on them. You know, it's not like it's just sort of this job that you have to, you know, be a single person and that's the best you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I spoke with this guy named Cranston Jones, who is a recycling truck driver. And he told me that, you know, one of the things that he 
really has learned to love about his job is that he's able to buy a house. He's able to afford a car. He can pay for, you know, I don't know that he has any children actually, but he could pay for a child backpack whenever, whenever, when, when it gets lost, like, like all children lose their backpacks. You know, I think that there are a lot of expenses in life that 60 grand can cover. Yeah, for sure. So how does this new kind of wave of training benefit employers in a way that they didn't have in the past? You know, I think that's a really great question. I think that there are a lot of ways that this sort of creative angle, if you will, and I love creativity and and sort of changing the way that things have been done. So I think that this is a really great chance for employers to not just find people who are different than the current demographic of people that they might be finding, but they're finding people who are capable of of learning on the job. And that's really important. I was talking with another person named Douglas Beard from the Kentucky Career Center who told me that it used to be you'd have to go and find a job. But these companies now with upskilling are finding people to to take these jobs. And I think that that's really cool, especially because, you know, we talked with Rumkey, who told me that they are paying a very livable salary. I think it was like $19 an hour. They're getting healthcare coverage, which is quite nice, better than anything that I had, even when I was working at a high school. And then they also have 401ks coming their way from the first day of their classroom. So there's a lot of incentive for them to learn these things. But also I think what's really cool is like the amount of stress of like not figuring out how, like if they, let's say they don't have a job currently, Currently, they don't have to figure out where their next meal is going to be able to come from. They can just focus on learning and getting the best education possible within this job. And I think that for those reasons, it's amazing. Right. So what surprised you most when reporting this story? Well, I had never really even, I mean, this all came from that Gallup poll that you sent me. And I thought that was really interesting because they're talking about how a lot of people of color are sort of the most prominent people going into these types of upskilling participation. And I just think that's really great because, you know, as someone who who believes that everyone should be treated fairly and equal, I think it's really great that we're finding ways to find these demographics that are oftentimes overlooked and being able to put them back into the workforce. So what is upskilling? Great question. According to the Gallup poll that that I have been looking at as the starting point for this story, upskilling is an opportunity for displaced workers to move into career fields and potentially for businesses to attract employees during the current hiring crunch. All right. That'll do it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Sunday Story Podcast. Have a good one.